The following episode of What's the Buzz is sponsored by Manscaped.com. Do you have sweaty balls or volleyball netty balls? It's time to make them ready balls. The Manscaped.com lawnmower 3.0 will do the job and clean your knob with its patented no-nick head so your head will function as desired. Enter promo code WRESTLINGFUTURE for a generous 20% discount. That's enter wrestling future for a 20% discount. Manscaped.com and wrestling with the future, going balls to the walls with Manscaped.com and the lawnmower 3.0, your balls will thank you. And so will we. night and we're live hello everybody mad dog the Scipio once again to ask that question amelia yes what's the buzz how are you kid i'm doing great how are you uh, i'll tell you what if there was any better that'd be tony solis i mean <laughs> right damn i'll tell you what we've got a good show tonight a really really good show tonight before we get into our show we have sad news from the world of hollywood yes. Actor James Kahn passed away today. You remember him from films like Elf, uh, yes. Brian's Song, The Godfather Trilogy. He's, uh, he left us today to go on to Better Pastures. And uh, we say, James, job well done. Till we uh, meet again. You, what do you know about old school Las Vegas? What do you know about that? Well, I remember hearing about the Rat Pack and old music, bandstand music, things like that, that you could really dance to back then and really, really and get to jive on, as they say. You're, you're just a young, <laughs> young kid. My mom used so, to play the kind of music. I remember hearing that around the house. But do you remember or you're hearing stories passed down from generation? Passed down from like, generation. You're what, like, like 20? How old are you, right? 20? I wish. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I grew up, I'm Italian, so I grew up, it was it was a rite of passage. Mm -hmm. I, I had to listen to Dean Martin, had to listen to Frank Sinatra, and I had to listen to Elvis Presley. That was just the way it was <laughs> in my house. Yeah, if you listen to anything other than those guys, it wasn't happening for you. It just wasn't happening. <laughs> uh, let me tell you about our guest tonight. I got a really amazing guy. Tonight, we're going to have an evening with Dean Martin, as told through the eyes of an incredible entertainer. He's a showman. His name is Phil Solis. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Phil is a, uh, is a guy that you would not suspect crossing him on the street anywhere that... Uh, that he would make his living as a Dean Martin tribute artist, but in fact, he is one of the finest tribute artists in America, if not the world. He has been called uncanny. He has been called spot on. Some of the people say um, things like, here's what they're saying about him. Phil Solis is the best Dean Martin impersonator I've ever seen. He resembles Dean in his looks, his sound, and his mannerisms. I would love to see Phil do a Dean Martin variety show like uh, the one back on the old days, back on in TV. Remember the roast? They used to do the Dean Martin roast. Um, watching Phil Solis is like watching Dean Martin's hologram. Dean Martin returns to Las Vegas, immortalized as the king of cool. The Phil portrayal of Martin was spot on, including cigarette and drink in hand. And right now, Phil is practicing... <laughs> For the next show. So that's, he's got the cigarette and his drink with him. <laughs> Phil, welcome yeah. to What's the Buzz, my friend. Hey. Great to have yes, you here. I'm welcome. Uh, thank you so much. I'll drink to that. You know, all those people <laughs> said all those wonderful things about me. I paid them each 20 bucks. 
I'd have said it for free. I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, as I said a moment ago, I grew up in an Italian household. Oh, God bless. You made it. I made it, yeah. <laughs> and lived to tell the tale. <laughs> oh, <fuck>. um, <laughs> Exactly. But, <laughs> um, I grew up listening to Sinatra, Dean Martin, Elvis Presley, the Rat Pack, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. Loved, uh, who, who doesn't love Sammy? Yeah. Um, your your upbringing. Uh, give me a little insight into Phil. Tell me about the. Uh, oh uh, well, you know, uh, I too grew up in Italian. My mother, she loved Dean Martin, and she played Dean Martin all the time. You know, morning, noon, and night, she'd play Dean Martin, and uh, we'd listen to that and watch his TV show on Thursday nights. And then uh, later on, he did the roasts and yeah. things like that. And we watched those and had a lot of fun doing it. And I, I, so I started imitating Dean Martin for my mom, really. And uh, she got a big kick out of it and kind of encouraged me. And that's the problem. She encouraged me. <laughs> and I, uh, I went on to radio uh, when I was uh, after high school. I went on a radio show called the Dr. Demento show. I don't know. Oh my a- God. Are you kidding me? Dr. Demento? Yeah. Oh, you know, that, was Dr. Of, brother, that was a rite of passage. Yeah. The so I, if you look me up, Absolutely. you'll find several of my songs that I wrote. I was on the show several times. I know Dr. D. I knew Dr. D, I should say. And, and yeah. of course, back then, Weird Al was just getting started. And yeah. And Damascus and all those guys. Oh, uh, yeah, so, uh, had a had one of my songs made it to the top ten, stayed on there for many years. It's called "The Ballad of the Rat," and uh, you can still find it on. Did YouTube. you write that? I wrote. That. I know the song. Yeah. I know it. Did you? That, that was one. yours. That's mine. Yeah, me and. Are you shitting me? Uh, oh my god, that was a Doctor Demento staple. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, are you shit, I, brother? I was a big Dementoid. Trust me. I was a huge Dr. D fan. Absolutely. Well, it was a lot of fun. Oh, my God. I can't believe you wrote that song. That's crazy. Yeah. I heard a little birdie did whisper into my ear that you used to do Dean for your mom. Uh, And then and that that's how that was really how you um, kind of started this. You know, interestingly enough. We've yeah. had a number of tribute artists on the show. Oh, is that uh, right? We've had, yeah, we've had uh, uh, Steve McCoy, a very dear friend of mine. Oh, I know Steve. Yeah, Steve's yeah. great. Oh, great guy. Tom Jones, he's a big guy in Vegas right now. Oh, God, yeah. Robbie is a good friend of Steve's, and I know Robbie. Well, Robbie does a, a lot of different voices, but mostly Frank now. And Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. um he, um, Steve and I grew up in the same town. We grew up actually a block away from each other. Is that right? Yeah, we grew up with, with friends together. Yeah, oh my God, yeah, for sure. Uh, he's, he's very, uh, he yeah, went yeah. into uh, entertainment and I went into radio and television. Oh, okay. And that was, yeah, that was uh, my forte, uh, radio and TV. And, we're, and we still are on radio right now. <laughs> there you go. You didn't uh, try <laughs> yeah, and so what, it's interesting that um, that uh, we've had a lot of these kinds of people on the show, and it's funny, almost, and, and Amelia, remember this, on almost every case, yes. they grew up singing for family members. Yes. Or entertaining their families, or in, in you know, your case, your mom, and Steve, yeah. in Steve McCoy's case, this is funny. You, you could. I'm going to give you some ammunition to use against him next time you see. Oh. He used to He's charge like, people a quarter to get into his basement to watch him lip sync Tom Jones. As you, you tell yeah. me you heard that story from yeah. Angelo. Oh, um, I haven't heard yeah. that. You know, send I, him the clip. <laughs> and uh, of course, Pete Wilcox. I don't know if you know America's TV Elvis, Pete Wilcox. Is I, a yeah, he's a friend of mine on Facebook as well. Yeah, Pete is what is is a member of my network. Oh, okay. He does mm-hmm. a show here called Having Coffee with the King. Hey, and, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Dude, and did you know and, uh, there are over eighty three thousand Elvis impersonators worldwide? 
83. Making a full-time living doing it, too. Well, well hopefully, yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah it's a lot. It's a scary number, brother. It's a scary, mm -hmm. and it was it was more than that back in the early days. Yeah, up that's to, right. That's right. Yeah, up to two hundred thousand people worldwide were making their full time living doing Elvis. Yeah, that's right. Um, scary. Yeah. So, uh, right. your mother encouraged you, and you went on to uh, to do radio, and you that's did. Right. I'm I'm sure you at some point had to do at least a cold audition for somebody. To get to get known or to get discovered on some well, uh, next yeah. level. Yeah, I I uh, went on to college and and from there I worked in Hollywood off and on for many years and eventually uh, found my way to Disneyland, uh, the Walt Disney Company, and worked there for many many years, about thirty five years there, and uh, and then uh, now I find myself on the East Coast and. Uh, doing things with uh, all kinds of fun people like a uh, uh, guy that does Sinatra out here and uh, a Sammy mm -hmm. and, and all of that, you know, we have a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll so tell you what, if um, it's funny, you know, you're here tonight and we luckily we got you huh. and it's funny how things worked out tonight was supposed to be, Angelo Capone, who does Jerry Lewis. Yeah, I thought Andrew was going to be here. Well, he, he last minute he told me he had a family situation that came up. Uh oh. So I I rebooked uh, Ange for um, July twenty first. Twenty first. Yeah, July twenty first. I'll tell you what. Maybe Phil. Maybe we could get you back then too, if you want. Yeah, uh, might be. I'll have to check my calendar, but yeah, maybe. Uh, Angelo, as you know, and I are doing a big show in New Jersey uh, coming up next week, and uh, we'll be there. And uh, yeah, in Monroe, I guess that's a, a township. They tell me, but uh, yeah, it's ten maybe. minutes from where I am right now. Oh, so you're gonna come to our show? I may actually be there. Yeah, I hope you do, because uh, yeah. it's gonna be a lot of fun and. Uh, you know, Angelo and I have been doing a lot of rehearsing and playing around together. And, and it's just a real natural vibe, you know, you talk about, yeah. uh, you know, audition. It seems like I never met Ange in person, but I've been his, you know, Facebook friend. He seems like a really genuine guy. Yeah. He he does a hell of a Jerry, that's for sure. Yeah, he, he's a lot of fun. And, and uh, yeah. He's going to carry most of the show. All I do is show up and drink. You know, that's, that's my <laughs> show. I've, I've said this before. Being a Dean Martin tribute artist is the greatest job in the world. You yeah. can drink and smoke on stage and they pay you for it. Right. They pay you for it. It's a great gig. It's a, it's a great gig. Certainly not complaining about it. I, no, I absolutely. <laughs> doing it now for over 10 years and uh you know there's a lot of guys that, and i know a lot of the guys that do it and, yeah uh, on both both coasts you know uh there's a there's at least three guys in wisconsin that i i'm good friends right. with, and several guys on the west coast you know that i i hang out with sometimes or talk on the phone yeah you know, they're all great guys you know all of the all the dean martins and all the all the same oh, sure oh people amelia questions yes. for phil yes i was gonna um, ask you with your touring and everything is there one song that particularly that everyone wants to make sure that you sing on every tour well absolutely so uh everybody loves somebody is a great big hit you know and uh it was a big hit of dean martin's in 1964 and they called it the beetle buster because it actually surpassed all the Beatles songs and made number one Sure did. In 1964, that's right. So everybody loves somebody. And uh, the other song that people like to sing along with is uh, King of the Road. They like to sing with that one. And, uh, mm -hmm. of course, That's Amore. That's, that's something that people really like. And, and they That's Amore. Phil, do you know Tom Stevens? Yeah, Tom. Tom is a friend of mine. He does a he does a really good show. In fact, he does with Tony Lewis. He does a really good Martin and Lewis show. 
Yeah. And, oh, Tony Lewis is amazing. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's. I think he's from Australia, actually. Yeah, he sure is. Yep. And, yeah, and Tom's just fantastic. Tom's been doing it many, many years. And uh, oh, God, a long time. But he yeah. does a lot of other impressions, though. Yes. From right. my knowledge, you do Dean, and you also do like a, a Sinatra kind of tribute as well. Well, uh, not really. I mean, when I sing Sinatra, sometimes I get requests from from folks to sing Sinatra songs, right. but I, I sing them in the arrangement and in the uh, in the way that Dean Martin sang them. So oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah, I don't really impersonate Sinatra. That's not really my thing. Uh, and you know, Sinatra's a, a wonderful person to do a tribute to. Uh, of course, he's very popular and does a lot of things that that uh, and gets booked a lot of places that I don't. But uh, in fact, I Sinatra said he was going to join me tonight, but I, I think he found somebody to hit. There you go. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know, Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, any variation thereof, you can't go wrong with it. Yeah. Um, there, I want to talk to you, Phil, about a couple of guys, kind of a mutual admiration society. And we'll talk to you about these three guys. Dean yeah. Martin, Roy Orbison, Elvis Presley. Yeah, all wonderful. I love all them. three guys have something in common. They all consider each other their favorite singer. Yeah, that's true. I, I didn't know that about Roy Orbison, but I did know that about uh, Elvis. In fact, Elvis is who gave Dean Martin, the title King of Cool. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but I didn't know that about Roy. Uh, yeah. What, what, uh, here's the question I have for you. What is, what is that intangible factor that resonates these guys with the public? Dean Martin, everybody wanted to be Dean Martin. He had that black hair, that that silky smooth voice that just kind of Elvis himself said he emulated Dean Martin and was his favorite singer. Yeah, that's right. You know, you got Elvis Presley saying that Dean Martin is your favorite singer. And that's saying a lot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, you know Dean Martin uh, certainly was a very suave individual. And uh, I think all of us that uh, pay tribute to Dean Martin, we all have a slice of the pie, but nobody that I know of anyway can capture Dean Martin entirely. You know, we all take a certain sliver of that pie and, uh, oh, yeah. you know, but Dean Martin was such an amazing singer, a crooner. Uh, Elvis was an amazing singer as well uh, and uh, also had a charisma, obviously. Roy Orbison, uh, Roy Orbison was uh, very stylized, you know, he, he was very, I saw him perform once and um, he would just, he had this aura about him that, that uh, people just, you know, you just got drawn to it and you're mesmerized yeah. by whenever he would sing. It was a very interesting uh, voice that uh, was very haunting. Yeah, that's all I can put it. When I listen to Roy, Orbison, yeah, um, someone described Roy's voice, his voice, as very moody. Yeah, he had a moody voice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when did you realize, Phil, that you had that it factor? Oh okay. well, I, I haven't yet. <laughs> well, you're doing something right, my friend. <laughs> you know, no, I, uh, I, uh, I don't know. You know, I, I think that. Uh, Several people that I've worked with and producers I've worked with have complimented me and said that, uh, you know, I do a really good job of uh, paying tribute to Dean Martin. And uh, and that's really what I strive for. You know, when I when I am on stage, I want people uh, to think that maybe they're actually going back in time and seeing Dean Martin. That's what I strive for, you know, and. It helps if you have a few drinks under your belt, but because uh, I find, well, you know, I like Dean remember what Dean said, you know, the more, the more you drink, the better I sound. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the same with me too, pal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I think uh, when, 
when Angelo and I hit the stage next week, I think the audience is going to have a lot of fun with that. And I do a lot of the singing, and Jerry does a lot of the comedy. Angelo does a lot of the comedy, obviously, but yeah. I play along with them. And uh, believe it or not, a lot of it, you know, we're leaving up to improvisation. Yeah. We can see how that all plays out. I want people at home, we're going to take a, a look right now at the, and I want to thank uh, philsolis.com for use of this clip. Let's take a look at this, Phil. This is you. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I like this. Song. Great. I love this song, too. It's a great song. <laughs> Got an old slouch hat Got my roll on my shoulder Well, I'm as free as a breeze I do as I please Just bumming around Got a million friends Talk to me about that, that song, Phil. Um, when you sing, people don't realize that when, when a, a, an artist is singing, they're taking on not only the emotion of the song, but they're putting themselves in the place of that, that person. So yeah. where, how do you get yourself there? How do you become Dean? Uh, you know, aside from the jokes, you know, the cigarette and the drink, how yeah. do you put yourself in the, the Dean's head? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, I, I have obviously studied uh, Dean Martin. I still, to this day, every day spend at least an hour watching Dean Martin videos. And that particular song he did in uh, his later years. He did that one in, in London. And that's the show that I like to reproduce in 1983. It's an older Dean Martin. And he had a little bit of a different style uh, than the, the Dean Martin that we associate with the TV show and all of that. Uh, I enjoy that, what portraying that Dean Martin. So really what I do is I study the, the video of Dean Martin in London. Mm -hmm. Watch that 
over and over again so I can get all the nuances uh, of Dean Martin's character. Uh, mm. A lot of people, you know, pick up on, on some of those traits, and, and unfortunately, you know, some people don't. But, you know, uh, Dean Martin, he was a boxer uh, back in the day, and yeah. uh, he, uh, he ended up breaking his hands, you know, uh, yeah. and so he had a fingers that, uh, that never really healed. So uh, Dean would hold his hand oftentimes like this, you know, and because his fingers were broken. And people don't realize that, but and oftentimes he would use a cigarette as a prop to distract people from the fact. Uh, Lucille Ball, who was a great friend of Dean Martin, uh, used to call him "old crooked finger" because of his broken fingers. I actually heard that. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, there's a lot of preparation time and a lot of rehearsal that goes into it. I wish. It was as simple as me. I know, I know some guys uh, that uh, they just show up and, and do Dean Martin, and they do a really good job. Uh, I wish I could do that. But it, to me, uh, it requires a lot of uh, delving into the videos and the songs, and and I do that every day. Uh, and um, my wife can't stand it. She said that she uh, doesn't want to hear another Dean Martin song. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was going to ask you about it. How how does the how does the family react to you now? You know, uh, do they well, ever get does, does she seriously ever get sick of it? She won't go to my shows anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to drag her. She's going to. We're doing another Martin Lewis in September, and uh, she's going to go to one of those or two of those shows. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm in next week, I'm going to be flying solo. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, she's been seeing me do it for so many years. Whoa, what's that hand there? What is that? Oh, sorry about you that. Know? I don't know what happened. Oh. What's going on? <laughs> what, what the hell is that? I, got I don't know. What happened, <laughs> I don't know. Something <laughs> popped on my screen for some reason. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Sorry. I don't know what that was. <laughs> that, I don't know. It's just, I guess, a warning because we're having some thunderstorms here, some real bad oh, thunderstorms. Okay. Yeah, like a glitch. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Phil, you're in Virginia. You guys having weather issues there? You know, uh, <laughs> this is my first year in Virginia. I was in North Carolina last year at this time, and uh, I got it. Uh, this thing called humidity. That's gotta go. Yes. <laughs> that's gotta go here too. Right yeah. So apparently we're having some weather going on here. Uh, yeah. You you know being from California, mm -hmm. I'm not this thing called humidity but uh, mm. but it's beautiful here you know we got trees culture shock is yeah. yeah we got we got land yeah you're absolutely right about culture shock you know it's yes. for sure yeah. different, but uh, mm -hmm. i do love it here and i love the people here and uh, mm -hmm. I'm very much a country type of person at heart and so yeah uh, mm -hmm. i'm the countryside of virginia and mm -hmm. i own a little ranch and Aww. Well, yeah. you know, you talk about um, watching the uh, the London performance. That was either at the Palladium or the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, he did both actually. Yeah, because um, I've I've seen both. Um, he yeah. was a very different performer by that point in his career. You got because, it. And and I think you, I think I might be right about this. Phil, correct me, please, if I'm wrong. Please do. Um. He had retired for a short time and then came back to perform again after, I believe, after his son died. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, Dean Jr. passed away, and it was, it was very hard for, uh, it was very hard on Dean Martin. It really uh, deteriorated him. Um, it, it hit him very hard to the point where it was hard for him. If you listen to things past 1983, uh, Dean, he didn't uh, remember a lot of the lyrics to a lot of his big songs and things yeah. like that. It was really unfortunate. Um, but uh, they say there is no, I, I'm very grateful I've never experienced the death of a child, but they say there's no greater loss than, uh, than that. And so, you know, my heart goes out to anybody uh, that is lost. I heard, um, I heard something that you probably will know about. Okay. Uh, you just brought something up very important. 
Yeah. Uh, he, he had, from time to time, he had trouble remembering the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. All, uh, his, the palm of his hand was always this way, was always facing away from the audience. Uh, I, I asked somebody about that. They said that he would write little things in it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know what you're yeah, he did. yeah, he would write stuff uh, in his hand, like even, uh, yeah, to remind him of what was coming up next. Like what's because if he saw the title, he would remember. Yeah, a lot of times. Isn't that crazy stuff? That there's things that people do. Yeah, you know, I mean. Uh, it, you do so many songs, and, and, and Dean had. There is so many songs Dean Martin had that a lot of people have never heard. Uh -huh. um, when people ask me, if you go to my website, uh, you can find that uh, I have over 140 songs of Dean Martin. I have more, except they don't have the back tracks available, and uh, I've never gotten parts written for them because uh, they're so rare. But right. uh, he had he, Dean Martin had over 400 songs that he actually did, and uh, you know there were so many songs that you do. I, I don't know how he heard half of those songs. I mean, it's it's tough to do. I want to take a look at another little slideshow, Amelia. You'll be happy camping in the yes. got slideshows out the yin yang. Yay! Right? <laughs> My Let's favorite. Take a look at this one right here. <laughs> This is uh, this is Phil. This is um, a, a mixture of Phil and Dean. Oh. oh. Look just like him in that picture, bro, oh, right there. Uh, and, and right, that's perfect. I love that picture. Who's your little elf? <laughs> Actually, doing some footage of that on Friday, next Friday night. Uh, I'll be singing with them uh, some of my songs. Everybody loves somebody, and ain't that a kick in the head? And I think we're doing that some more as well. So that'll be live with the band. Oh, fabulous! Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun, and that's going to be yeah. 
in New Jersey. Well, at the end of the show, I want you to promote that. Uh, yes. I, I'm going to promote a, a bunch of your stuff at the end of the show. Um, oh, Amelia, yes. questions for our guest, Phil. Yes. Uh, do you uh, do you like the fact that the big bands are coming back? Do you miss that? Be- you know, between when you were. Uh, that's a great question, Amelia. You know, I I, uh, I love that style. Uh, there's a locally called Good Shot Judy, and uh, they perform also in New Jersey and New York, and they're great. They they do all that swing music and swing jazz, and I miss that. I also miss, and I really wish it would come back. Are the the cocktail lounges that yes. would have? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm hoping that that all revives and people go out to see that. Uh, I'm very grateful right now that people are heading out back, feeling comfortable and safe enough to head back out and going to shows and and live performances. You know, the pandemic was very tough on a lot of my friends. uh, Oh, man, I'll tell you what, Bill, you know, uh, you you and I both – you know, I think uh, we would both agree that the pandemic all but killed the entertainment business, mm-hmm. yeah, especially in Las Vegas and Atlantic City. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. I, I only know of a few people in Atlantic City, but I have a lot of friends in Las Vegas that uh, they, they, yeah, were unemployed for over a year. Yeah. They couldn't, they couldn't get any work. They couldn't get insurance or any of that. So that was very tough. But now, you know, things are opening up again and. And things are happening, and people are feeling good about going out and seeing some live. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what? they say everything old is new again. So yes. if that's right. if that's the case, I'm looking for that trend to pick up. Uh, the too. clubs are coming back. Music yeah. and entertainment are coming back. Yeah. That's um, right. What is your favorite kind of venue to play? You've played all kinds of venues yes. from. Oh. From wow. corporate events to, to wow. private parties to uh, casino lounges, showrooms. What's your type of the, – the kind of venue you most feel at home in? Well, you know, I, I uh, honestly, uh, because of the, the performer that I tri- pay tribute to, I feel comfortable in any venue, to be perfectly honest. But, but my, my favorite is uh, with a live orchestra – and on a on a nice stage with uh, a good you know size house uh, on seats uh, at least three hundred or four hundred seat audience or more, you know uh, that's that's my favorite uh, uh, venue because uh, I can uh, really capture. I feel I really capture the the Dean Martin show he did at the Sands and later on in in London, like I mentioned and at the Mega, all of that. You know, I, uh, I I really enjoy doing that. So. Phil, I got a funny story to tell you about the Sands Casino in Atlantic oh, City. Okay. In Atlantic or Atlantic City or Vegas? A- Atlantic City. Oh, okay. We yeah. it doesn't it doesn't exist anymore. It's um it they tore it down. Right. But and, and Amelia will tell you my background, Phil, you're gonna love this. My yeah. background is professional wrestling. <laughs> Wait, it gets better. Wait. You, I, this, I cannot make this up. I cannot, I swear to you, I cannot make this up. And inside. We did a wrestling like... show. Hold on, Amelia. Wait, it gets right. better. Because I want Phil to hear this. Yeah. I had a wrestling show All right. uh, on December 16th, 2001. Oh, it, was a, it was a benefit show for the 9 11 fund, right? Oh, good. They, December 16, 2001, I had a, pro- a professional wrestling show. Two weeks later on Christmas. Yeah. Who do you think I ha- had to open up for? At the Sands Casino in the AC. 2000. Frank Sinatra. In 2001? I thought, I thought Frank had retired. Uh, by 2001 and was so, the last show he did in AC. Okay. All right, very good. Wow. That was did the you... last show he did in Atlantic City was at the Sands Casino 2001 Christmas, a Christmas show. Wow, did you get to see Frank? I got the open for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah. doesn't mean you can see him. <laughs> oh, it was great. Actually, um, I had a relative in the music business 
who handled Frank back in the 60s. Was it Tom? No. Nah. Oh, okay. Freddie DiCipio. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. A name from way back, a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, I've heard the and, name. Yeah. And, um, and that's the first time I'm saying that publicly, too. Because um, I, I wasn't allowed to acknowledge him for a long time. Yeah. There's but, some of the greatest guys, by the way. Yeah, I know. But you know what? I don't care anymore. Here's the yeah. thing. And me, too. Um, I'll agree to that. Sinatra was a really good guy. He yeah. had this reputation of being a, you know, a hard ass and a d difficult to do business with. Yeah. I guess if you got on his bad side, he might have been hard to do business with. But he was always really good. I met him twice. Yeah. Uh, and he was always good to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and I never got to. It's funny because I never got to meet Dean Martin. I never got to meet Sammy or Liza Minnelli. And they were all down there at the same time when I was working there. Wow. And I got to meet Frank, but not the others. Um, That's so great. Did you ever get to meet Dean? No, I never did. And uh, I wish I would have. But uh, I have some friends that have. And, of course, when I perform, I often have seniors that come to me and uh, recollect stories about when they met Dean Martin and that sort of thing. But oh, no, gotcha. I, I, I unfortunately never did. I wish I could have. Wow. Yeah. Amazing stuff. I want to take a look at some more stuff here. Take a look at this. Oh, you know, I want people to take a look at that. That's Phil on the left. That's Dean on the right. Yeah. The, the comparison in resemblance is uncanny in that photo. By the way, Amelia did that photo. So thank you, Amelia. I appreciate oh, it. You're photo welcome. Credit goes to Amelia the Pitbull Chapman. <laughs> that that one. She did a hell of a job with that. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're talking about Dean. Let's let's take a look at Dean. This is toward the end of his life. Almost unrecognizable. Yeah, that's taken outside of his favorite hamburger joint. the last photo of Dean ever taken. Yeah. He died um, just a, about two weeks after those pictures. Yes, that's right. That's and right. Uh, you could, it's funny that here's a guy that was one of the best looking, you know, a singer, movie star, actor. He did everything. He did everything. Yes. He, did, he did song, dance, comedy. He acted in movies. He, uh, he was an amazing performer, but when you look at those photos, it breaks your heart because he's almost unrecognizable as this once adoring matinee idol. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, I attribute all of that to, you know, the death of his son. Uh, it really destroyed him. And, you know, he and Gene uh, got back together after that. Uh, I think that kind of brought them close together again but uh he, he just ended up on a path that uh he you know couldn't dig himself out of that hole and i think most of us have been in in that kind of place 
at some point in our life yeah. and you oh. know, dig yourself out. And, and uh, I just guess he couldn't do it. So, uh, uh, you know, it, it saddens me uh, for him, you know, about what yeah. he went through and that kind of thing. Phil, but, you've done a lot of um, work with other tribute artists. Uh, you know, you're doing a show with Angelo Capone and, you know, Jerry Lewis, tribute artist. You've yeah. done shows with other uh, tribute artists, other Jerry's, other other deans. Yes. Sir. Um, talk to me about what you perceive the relationship was like between Dean and Jerry. Oh, <laughs> that's loaded a loaded question, question, isn't it? <laughs> I hope uh, I hope Angelo isn't hearing this, but uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, Jerry got on Dean's nerves, and um, I was just talking to a friend of mine, uh, Joe Scalese, who is also a Dean Martin tribute artist, very, very good Dean Martin tribute artist. Joe yeah, and I know I, who he is. Yeah, yeah, he's a great guy, and uh, you know, like he said, you know, Dean really didn't like Jerry that much after ten years of working with him because Jerry um, tended to be very domineering. And yeah. uh, and eventually let his ego dominate the routine, and and Dean just had enough. You know, he had enough and wanted no part of that anymore. Didn't know where the hell he was going to land. And uh, was that a UFO? What the hell was that? But uh, right. <laughs> but you know, I uh, so I think it was strained at first. I think it was a novelty and. <laughs> And Dean Martin, being uh, an opportunist, saw that uh, it worked. Uh, it worked. The relationship worked. The gags worked. The the slapstick worked. Uh, Angelo and I are doing our best to recreate that at the risk, at the risk of uh, possibly insulting some people that that might find that humor offensive. But um, you, know you know what? Can I say something to you right now? <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Here's I'll why I, I, I'm going I am going to get on my soapbox for a minute, and I'm going to defend guys like Phil Solis. I'm going to defend guys like Angelo Capone, and I'm going to defend guys like Tom Stevens and yeah. Steve McCoy. I'm going to defend them. Here's why: because it's entertainment. It's supposed to entertain you, to make you laugh, to make you cry, to make you think. To make right. you forget about shit for a couple of hours. That's, that's it, babe. If you're offended by hearing a joke, yeah. get up and walk out. Yeah. And then say nothing else of it. Yeah. yeah. But if oh, you enjoy it, stay there and laugh your ass off. Right. Fortunately, you're not the only one who feels that way. In fact, in Las Vegas, they have a very big hit show called Absent. And it, it boy, talking about being rude and crude and crossing all the lines yeah show does it all and yeah. so angelo and i are going to do that we're going to cross the lines we're going to do things that people are going to hopefully say what the fuck is going on here? exactly <laughs> right exactly. Yeah, exactly we're bringing back we're going to bring back that americana as our show producer has put it you know and, and bring that back to america and our goal is to like you said have people laugh and you know, expect the unexpected and, and not have the... the I'm going to light up the studio behind me, brother. I'm going to... Yes. I hope you yes, can make sir. it to our show. Maybe uh, maybe we can get a, a video uh, to you and you could show that video of our show. Absolutely. Brother, that would I'm, be listen, wonderful. In, I'm going to tell you what. Do this. Um, clear it with Angelo. Yeah. I'll come to the show with my equipment. I'll do a live interview right there. Oh, that'd be great. I gotta, I'll, I'll gotta interview clear. you guys right there. I got to clear it with our show producer as well. See but if I'm, it's okay. Yeah. He'll be and, fine. I, I think he'll be fine. Okay. Um, uh, and then we can we can show all the clips you want then if, you know, when we air it. I will. Uh, I'll give him a call tonight and then I'll okay. call you or. Beautiful. Yeah, or whatever. I'll, I'll, I will inbox you my phone number on Facebook. That'd be great, pal. Terrific. And then we can uh, Amelia, questions for Phil Carlos. 
Yeah, because go back to what you were saying before, you know, go inside, have fun, entertainment for an hour. You know, I would be one of the ones to sit in the front row. And then you ask me where you're from and I tell you and it's like you tell me something. I'll tell you something. I'll go back and forth with you and, you know, forget for oh. an hour, you know, so, oh, you know, yeah, we yeah, have fun. No, why not? Right. She's a heckler. You know, have fun. Uh, why not? You know, as they say, you know, after we've been through, correct, this out with, with the pandemic and everything, why not have fun? People need to understand to laugh. Is that correct? I mean, uh, what we've been going through and, you know, people have to understand that. And I myself am like that as well. And um, going back to what is the funniest story that you've been told about Dean Martin? Well, I first want to address the fact that, uh, you know, I look forward to going back and forth with you. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, front row. Let's go for it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I gosh, you know, uh, there's a there's a guy that worked with Dean Martin that I know, and uh, he's a, he worked with him as a as a page back mm-hmm. on the Dean Martin show, and he's always telling me stories about Dean Martin, and most of them are are very charming stories about how he would love his audience, and you know, he during the breaks because Dean would never rehearse. And so during the breaks, he would talk with the audience and and uh, and and joke around with the audience and that guy. He just loved the the audience and loved the people that that came to his shows and that sort of thing. But uh, uh, gosh, you know, I I uh, I, I got to tell you one story that I've heard recently, and uh, it was uh, it I, you might uh, you might find this one on YouTube. I think that that there's a guy that broadcasts the actual recording, but. Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra called Colonel Sanders. Remember Kentucky Fried Chicken, Colonel Sanders? Mm-hmm. They called him up, and they wanted to pull a gag on, on Sammy Davis Jr. And so it was going to be Sammy's birthday. And so they called the colonel, and they said, and we want to have 45 buckets of your chicken delivered on stage while Sammy's performing. <laughs> well, Colonel Sanders didn't find that funny at all. But Frank and Dean, while they were talking to Colonel Sanders, I laughed through the whole thing. They couldn't keep a straight face because they, they just love playing practical jokes. Uh, and that's that that just goes to show you the relationship between Frank and Dean. You know, they were very good friends. But uh, and, and love to play practical jokes on Sam, you know. Uh, and and uh, there's a very good friend of mine who uh, who does Sammy Davis. Uh, and uh, his name is uh, Alfredo Miller. And he's just oh and, sure yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, one of the best Sammys out oh, there. Oh, great! Yeah, and he's he's a, and and not only is he a very talented singer and performer, mm-hmm. but he's also a very good friend of mine and and a very sweet man. One of the sweetest guys I know, and I do anything for him. But uh, we were talking. He and and uh, a, a guy who plays Frank called uh, Vaughn upon a time. Uh, Vaughn and he and I were talking about, you know, the, the Rat Pack, because before we go on, we often talk about what must have happened and, you know. Oh, and, God, yeah. Sure. It's a lot of fun. And and we should record that because I think some people might get a kick out of it, but uh, because we're oftentimes in character talking about the real performers, Dean Martin. Yeah. And, uh, oh, God, you know, sure. Yeah, you know, uh, and so uh, I feel well, like you know what that—that's you. You just prompted a question, Phil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just prompted a question. When you're working with a Rat Pack crew, yeah. yeah, do you guys ever like go off script and just improvise? Like, oh, you- are you kidding? Every show, <laughs> every show, are you kidding? And the goal—I'll tell you a little secret. The goal is to throw the other guys off. So we're yeah. always pulling gags. Oh, uh, God, yeah, yeah. Uh, one time I did, uh, we were doing Birth of the Blues, you know that song. Oh, my God, I love that song, yeah. I, sure. I did the Pratt Fall that Dean Martin did in the Opera House 1965 show. Yep. And I did yeah, the Pratt Fall, and those guys didn't know I was going to do it. And it was uh, Nicky DiGidio and Lamont Davis, and uh, they didn't know. And they so they looked at me like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> That was a lot of fun. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, we're always pulling practical jokes on each other. One time I had a Frank Stopper come out and he had toilet paper coming out of his butt. You know, oh out of my his God. Butt. 
My I said, what the hell are you doing? I said, you forgot the flush or what's going on? And he said, oh, I, I just got this. He just, I must have forgotten to wipe. My mother and father, about 40 years ago, this is how yeah. long ago this was, about 40 years ago. Yeah. Went to see Frank Sinatra here in New Jersey at a, a legendary show house called the Latin Casino. Oh. It, it, yeah, it's not even around anymore. It's a Subaru building now, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. They went to see Sinatra just thinking they're going to go see Frank Sinatra. Sure. Well, lo and behold, Frank Sinatra was there, and Dean Martin came rolling out his liquors tray on the stage, and yeah. Sammy Davis Jr. came through the audience with, oh. a, with a tray of drinks in his hand. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the rat back was in the house. Yeah. Um, they did something that night, and my, my mother still talks about it. Um, they had a television camera there. They followed Dean Martin into the men's room. He oh. had the microphone with him. He didn't know it was a hot mic. <laughs> yeah. The microphone was on. Oh, boy. Right? And yeah. he's talking. He doesn't realize the people in the audience are pissing themselves laughing oh, no. in the men's room taking a leak. <laughs> now, he's got his back to the He can't see. You know, there's a camera behind him. Yeah. He doesn't realize he has a camera behind him. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. When he turns around and he zips his pants up, he goes, oh. what the fuck are you doing in here? <laughs> Yeah. The audience just lost it after oh, that. That's the kind of shit they used to do. Oh, yeah. So when Phil tells you that Frank uh, and, and the Rat Pack used to play pranks on each other, he's not right. kidding. Oh, my God. We're going to take one. This is the last clip of the night. We're going to take, and it's one of my favorite Dean Martin songs, <laughs> even though it was written by the late, great country artist Roger Miller. Let's take a look at oh, King of the Road. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, the audience loves this song. Mm -hmm. Trailer for St. Laurent. Room to let 50 cents. No phones, no pools, no pets. Ain't got no cigarettes of it. Two hours of pushing broom buzzer. Eight by twelve for bedroom. I'm a man of means, by no means. King of the road. Third box car, midnight train. Destination, back on Main. Oh, worn out suits and shoes Don't pay no union dues I smoke poor stogies I have found Short but not too big around I'm a man of means by no means King of the road I know every engineer on every train Will all the children by all their names Every handout in every town Every lock that ain't locked when no one's around I sing trailer for sale or rent A room to let 50 cents no phones, no pools, no pets. Ain't got no cigarettes. As most poor stories I have found. Short but not too big around. I'm a man of means, by no means. Queen of the road. <laughs> King of the road. Now, Phil, <laughs> the audience didn't know whether to say king of the road or applause. What the hell happened? <laughs> you know, a lot of times they like to play along and sing with that song, but sometimes they don't know what to do. 
Yeah, right. I love that. That's one of my favorites. Amelia, final questions for Phil Solis, the country's premier Dean Martin impersonator. Yes. Uh, do you like to be well, called a person? Before you ask that question, Billy, Phil, mm-hmm. let's get something cleared away. Oh, are you an impersonator or a tribute artist? What is Why'd you ask my question? You just saying that because I just think that was about to ask that question. I okay. Swear. So what is it? Are you a tribute artist or impersonator? Because we've had this debate. Yes. And I, I can answer that. I'm a tribute artist. And the okay. difference is an impersonator. I, I'm also an impersonator. I guess you can classify me, but uh, a tribute artist is somebody that pays tribute to one performer. An impersonator oftentimes will do other impersonations. So they'll do Elvis and Dean Martin and Abraham Lincoln or whoever they can do, you know. But uh, I only do Dean Martin. And like I said, even when people ask me to do. Uh, Sinatra songs, I always do it in the in the way that Dean would do it. So I am a Dean Martin tribute artist. I, I pay tribute to Dean Martin, and uh, I, I uh, that's the only only uh, performer that I want to impersonate. I guess you could say. So I, yeah, that's the difference between tribute artists and impersonators. All right, go ahead, Amelia. Well, I had actually a two-part question. Uh, first part would be, uh, I know you how you said you uh, watch his videos over and over to uh, do his mannerisms for the songs and things like that. Do you also have someone do your hit the costumes, his suit suits, and anything yeah. like that as well? Yeah, absolutely. So all of my suits are tailored, hand tailored, uh, personally tailored replicas of Dean Martin. I have three suits, primary suits. Uh, two of which you'll see on next week's show and the Martin Lewis. One is the silver uh, shark skin suit that Dean would wear at the Sands Casino in Las Vegas. And then, of course, his tuxedo, which was a one-button peak lapel tuxedo that had short sleeves, um, the way they used to wear it back in the 1960s and prior to that. Uh, And so, yeah, I have all my, my suits tailored. The third suit, which I don't break out too often is the suit that he wore a movie called Robin in the Seven Hoods and it's a brown pinstripe suit and uh, and I like that suit very much but and I've got the fedora that he wore as well in that suit but uh, but yeah I, I do have suits tailored to replicate Dean Martin and uh, I um, everything else I pretty much do myself my makeup and hair and all of that style it in the style of Dean Martin. And before Angelo can uh, get your information on where they can find you on Facebook or upcoming events, would you do me a favor? His birthday is Sunday. Would you sing happy birthday to Angelo? Yes, I did say. (laughs) I wish him happy birthday last week. No, we're going to sing happy birthday Dean Martin style. Absolutely. I get a little background music or anything? No? All right. (laughs) All right. Here you go, To you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, oh, happy birthday. Yay! <laughs> Fabulous. Thank you so much, Phil. Thank you. <laughs> if you want to contact Phil Solis, it's easy enough. Just go to philsolis.com for additional booking information or specific questions. Please email at info at philsolis.com. Phil, um, where can people book you? Uh, is it the stru- strictly through your website or do you have a management company to use? I also use a, a company called The Bash, uh, formerly known as Gig Masters, and uh, a company called Gig Saddle. They can also put me through either of those uh, companies. Uh, and uh, Tribute Masters is another company that I use. So any of those, but it's probably easiest uh, to book me through my website. And uh, that way, uh, they can get your direct contact with me. 
Fantastic. I'll tell you what, you are definitely a welcome guest here again. Absolutely. In fact, we're we're gonna have you back again. I'm oh, sure I'm gonna make sure Amelia books you again. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we have to. We can't book him too much, Amelia. He has to go out and earn a living. Absolutely, he does. <laughs> he's got to pay, pay those bills. Absolutely, because he's already got a wife who hates Dean Martin. <laughs> yeah, put me out. She should be loving Dean Martin. Dean's paying the bills right now. <laughs> I'm going to get a recording of this. I hope, but I'm going to play it for her. Absolutely. You Absolutely. can watch this back on YouTube and uh -huh. Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, Amelia, who's coming up? Who do we got coming up? On July 12th, we have a gentleman by the name of Thomas Ryan. He is a New Jersey film director. and uh, time. A movie guy. Yes. And July 14th, we have a return of Alistair Cross. Uh, a, uh, and we also, he's actually bringing along Tamara Thorne. They are oh, uh, book authors. Yeah. Yes, horror authors. And on they July write 19th. They some deep stuff, don't they? Yes, they do. I'm almost Man. done with that book. <laughs> Ooh, Very that's scary. Some deep, dark stuff. Alistair Cross and Tamara Thorne. Yes. yes. They make Stephen King cringe. <laughs> <laughs> sure do. Man. Yes. And that's on July place. 19th. Oh, scary shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then and Thursday the 19th, we have a fake moon landing actually coming up. Yes, as well. we are going to do the moon landing conspiracy. Did mm -hmm. it happen or was it all fake by Stanley Kubrick? We'll um, find out. We, we got sure some, will. Some conjecture and speculation. Then we're going to issue... A heads up now, because we're going to do the Kennedy assassination part two. Absolutely. And you're going to see a film that's not been seen before. It is a film showing the fatal headshot coming from the grassy knoll. Mm -hmm. Very few people know this film exists. We got a hold of a copy of it, and that's all I'm saying. Exactly. Because I right know where I got it. You have to watch and see. Yep, watch and see it. For Phil Solis, tribute to Dean Martin. For Amelia the Pitbull Chapman, I am the Mad Dog, Angelo Mad Dog Decipio. Each and every Tuesday and Thursday, we ask that question. What's the buzz? See you later, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care, everyone.